Hey, my friend, thanks for listening in to this episode of the Purpose Mastermind Podcast. For me, I'm sitting in my office. It's quite late on a Sunday evening, and I'm recording this to have this set to go out tomorrow. And there's things on my heart I want to share. And this episode is it's going to be from, from me to, to men. And I want to begin by reading something that a man sent to me about two weeks ago that so resonates in my heart. And I think I think what he shares probably resonates with millions of men. Here's what he said. The more I read, study, learn, and talk to men about men and what makes men to be men, the more I question the more questions I get answered about myself. The deeper understanding I find in who I am and what makes me what I am. I find myself at times frustrated at what I would have long considered a wasted life. I was lonely for such a long time, most of my life. I never had close friendship nor any type of guidance. I have always considered of myself, what could I have been with proper guidance or encouragement? I was the definition of a ship without sail. He goes on to say, But I find myself in a bit of an interesting position. You see, I never aspired to write or speak, and and I believe that was because I had nothing to say. But I have found this desire to help men find their sail. I want men to know that they are not alone. I want them to know their thoughts do not condemn them. I want them to live every day. To make a difference. I want to, I want to strengthen men to what God has purposed them to be and walk out the plan God has for them. As I find answers for myself, I realize that most men also need these answers. And I find my past struggles as a roadmap that God is starting to use to make it clear to me that I now have something to say. And he finishes with this simple sentence, it is all I can think about. Wow. I can't get these words off my mind. And Tuesday morning, a group of men are going to sit around a table together and talk about what this man wrote. Because I think it resonates with so many of our lives. He talked about being, being so lonely for so long. No close friendships. I remember when I was in my 20s and I uh, was in church ministry and I became the the pastor of a small church in Indiana. And my intentions were, were spot on. My intentions were spot on, but my instincts were horrible. My wisdom was low and I had no mentorship in my life. I had no one in my life that I could just ask them basic questions about what I was doing. I didn't know how to do anything with my life. I I had great passion, but I didn't know what to do with it. I had no clue what to do with it. I think about the many years of my life I lived without real friendship. I had acquaintances. I had jobs in the past that 
enabled me to know a lot of people and a lot of people to know me, but all of it on a surface level, not real friendship, not real camaraderie. When I think about this man, then he says, what could I have been with proper guidance or encouragement? How many people live their life feeling like, you know, I think I've kind of been a waste. Honestly, I think every human being comes to a place in their life where they look back and they think, what have I done? Have I just wasted all of this time? Have I wasted this money? Was this venture a waste of my time? Did I go the wrong direction? Am I in the wrong place? Can I tell you something, friends? I think people who are courageous have the guts to ask questions like this. But I think the answers are good. I think the answers are good, and I think the answers can be found if we talk about them with other people. But when a lonely person reassesses the measure of his life, that's dangerous. But courageous people who take life seriously within the context of great friendship have the courage to assess what has my life been about. I want to give you guys a, I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm just interrupting this podcast to tell you a story. There's a movie called Schindler's List and based on a true story of a man named Oscar Schindler, who was very wealthy. And during the, the war, during the Holocaust, he had it on his heart to save Jews from what was happening to them. So he had a factory and he would buy Jews from the Germans. And he did it in such a way to, if I, if I recall the story, he was basically doing it as if he was using the Jews to force them to work in his factory, to make weapons for the Germans. That's what I recall from the storyline. That's what the Germans thought. He was so the Germans the Germans are making money off of him. All they have to do is let these Jews go work in his factory and they're going to make weapons for the Germans. So it's a win-win for the Germans. What was really happening was Oscar Schindler was saving the lives of Jews. So at the end of the movie they show this dramatic scene where the war has ended and now these, I think it was over a thousand, maybe over 2000 Jews were thanking Oscar Schindler for his great sacrifice. And they had accumulated some gold in the movie. They, they had taken out gold teeth and melted it down and make him a ring. And they inscribed something significant on the inside. And they gave him this ring when he received it, he trembled and he drops it. And it, this, the scene in this movie is so moving. He drops the ring and he picks it up and he starts to whisper in anguish. I could have got more. I could have got one more. 
he looks at this gold pin that he has on his jacket, his suit jacket, and he 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 takes it off and and he says this 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 could have been and, and one more, maybe maybe two more. He looks at his watch. He he looks at his car. This car. Why did I keep the car? I could have sold the car. Maybe this is this is five more. Maybe maybe ten more. I could have saved. So I was talking to a man recently, and I told him. I said, "Listen, life is about pursuing something that matters, even though you don't know." the whole cost of what you're pursuing. Life is not about pursuing some great thing to give yourself a prize or get a prize from people. Life is about pursuing what matters. And I said to him, I said, you know, something tells me that at the end of my life and your life, you and I, Our bodies will be stacked on top of each other at the bottom of a mountain. And the story of our lives will be this, that we spent our lives climbing a mountain, pursuing something that matters to make a difference in other people. And then we died. And that's why you'll find us at the bottom of this mountain. But beside the bottom of this mountain, you'll find this really deep hole Lots of people in this hole, people living in despair, people living without meaning, people just, just existing at best in life. But what you're going to know, I told this man, is there will be less people in that hole because your life would have compelled people and inspired people to leave that hole and climb the mountain and pursue who they were made to be. My friend, courageous people have the guts to to sit across the table from people and ask questions like, what is our life made for? What ought we pursue with our lives? What ought we pursue together with our lives? So Friday night, I was with some friends at a man's house. About two years ago, him and I sat across the table, and I talked about how many people never really live the life they were made for. They just think they're living, but they're not really living what they were made for. And he said, that sounds like the matrix. I said, what's the matrix? He said, what do you mean? What's the matrix? I said, what's the matrix? He said, it's a movie. And what you're talking about sounds like this movie. I said, well, okay. He said, you have to watch it sometime. And I said, I will. He said, I'm going to have you come to my house and watch it. And I said, it's a deal. Well, two years later, it hasn't happened yet. So I called him a week ago and I said, I'm disappointed in you. (laughs) I said, you've not yet had me come to your house. And so Friday night, there was five of us and he made some great steak and, and we watched The Matrix. And if you've not seen the movie, the basics of it is that people are not really living. They just don't know it. They're just, they're just existing but they're not really they're not really living 
I don't know about you, friend, but life has a way of numbing all of us down and just backing us into a corner to be passive bystanders at our own life. But I believe with all my heart that all of us, our lives are of such great value. All of us are so desperately needed in this world. All of us have a gift. All of us, like the the original message I read from my friend, all of us have a voice that needs to be heard. We may not speak in front of thousands, but our life can speak to countless people who see our life and they see our devotion. They see us climbing a mountain. And that mountain may not seem to have a lot of people on it, but if you're climbing a mountain, so many people see it. So I want to just say three things. If you want to escape the matrix and live the life you are made for, three things I want to briefly mention. Number one, you cannot fear the truth. You cannot fear the truth. Specifically, the truth about yourself. My friend, I held myself back for so many years because I was afraid to face the truth of me. I couldn't be honest about me. I wanted you to think things about me. I I wanted to have a good reputation in your eyes. I, I wanted you to think I knew what I was doing, but I couldn't just be honest about the truth of me, about who I really was, the weaknesses I had, the struggles I had, the problems I had, the help that I needed. And it really held me back. If you want to live the life you're made to live, if you want to get out of the matrix, you cannot fear the truth, specifically the truth of yourself. Number two, you can't fear other people. You can't fear other people. You can't please people. Living your life to please people is such a trap. It cannot be done. You cannot be the leader and the lover you are made to be when you're trying to keep people pleased. It, it, it prevents you from being the leader and lover you're made to be. Because pleasing people causes you to live in fear of people and what they will do with you. If, instead of living our life boldly, We're wondering what people are going to do with us, and we get distracted with what I should do with my life. I am more more entangled with what someone else thinks of my life than what I'm actually doing with my life. So it's really important. You can't fear people. Number three, know your purpose and hang out with people that point you toward your purpose. Know your purpose. And then consistently have your life lived closely to people who keep you encouraged to go pursue that purpose. 
I have a friend in my life. His name is Kellen. He called me one time and he simply said, Mark, don't stop doing what you're doing. And I said, thank you. And then one time I texted him or maybe I called him. I said, will you remind me again? What you said that one time, will you remind me again? And he said, Mark, don't stop doing what you're doing. Our lives are of such magnitude. It matters not the job you work. It matters not the level of, of, of notoriety that you have. It matters not if you have a full set of teeth. It matters not the neighborhood you live in. It matters not the church you attend. Our lives are of such immense importance. More than we could ever imagine. We can't quantify the magnitude of our lives. I don't know where you're at today, my friend. It might seem like the most normal of days. I guess I just want to encourage you to have a simple conversation with someone. Maybe do both of these things. If you're a married man, go home the next couple of days and have this conversation with your wife. Say, darling, I got an interesting question that I want us to discuss. Who were we made to be? What life do we really want to live? And ask this question so that the two of you are not just going through the motions together, but you are going to together pursue the life you were made for. In this same type of conversation, take it to a group of men. I'm going to have this conversation Tuesday morning with some men. And we're going to read this letter this man, this man sent to me that has to do with a man finding his voice in this world. My friend, the world needs you. People need you. People want you. Your voice is of great value. Thanks for listening. Go take on the day.